I'm Dan DeRocha, and this is the Baker's Inside Podcast. Joining me today on the podcast, Scott McCrimmon, test baker at Erica Record Baking Equipment. And we're going to jump right into it today. <clears throat> we want to talk about scaling up your retail bakery and what entail, what are the, what are the things that, the problem areas, the things to consider, uh, the, the pitfalls, uh, and, and then other kind of like secondary kind of things that happen is uh, as you scale up, consistency of product becomes a, a, a major factor. Um, Scott, in scaling up business in, in a retail bakery, what do you think probably is the, the, the first thing you want to consider? The first thing that I always consider is staffing because regardless of the scale, you always need productive staff that are going to be able to produce on the level that you're trying to produce. So I think having staffing in place and the ability to grow that staffing and train that staffing is paramount to scaling a business. So even before you start talking about uh, automation or more automation or removing manual processes, you're thinking, I need the people in place to, you know, so, so like, let me, let's, let's, let's go with, use some examples, I guess, maybe to make things a little bit easier to, to follow. So I, right now I'm a bakery that is basically a one shift retail bakery. Now, would scaling up, I mean, this could be this could be a very broad topic. Would you say, if I just want to produce more in the same eight-hour shift, you need more staff or you need more equipment. Uh, but what if you wanted to go to, I guess, I think it's very important if, let's say, you want to go to two shifts, right? Mm -hmm. You're running a 16-hour now bakery. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you're moving away a little bit from the retail side of things and moving more into wholesale. Um, is that, like, more where you're thinking, like, having management? So you, you, as the bakery owner, don't have to physically be there for 16 hours a day is that is that kind of where you're at or 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 something different i think it's kind of a, a, across the spectrum that you just described i think you need obviously to have the staff to run the bakery in in every regard so you need to have the staff that's there to maintain the you know effectiveness of the bakery in your absence when you're not there as an owner but then i think you also need the staff to implement the equipment you need the staff to um, have a hierarchy in order to maintain, you know, some sense of order and there has to be people in positions of accountability for whenever you are scaling your business because in growth, you know, comes an opportunity for mistakes and for negligence and, and different things like that. So I think having accountability across the board as well as just generally the staff to, you know, put the man hours forward is, is important. Now, okay, let's say we've 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 had staff. We've trained them. We feel confident. We have we've built some sort of accountability system where they feel that they've taken ownership over the you know their their work in the bakery. Choke points, I think, would be the next in my in my summation. And maybe tell me if I'm wrong. I would start looking at where are the choke points in my production now, mm -hmm. uh, which are going to cause me to have serious difficulty scaling up. So uh, I threw a bunch of people, let's say, in a bread let's say bread production. We got people mixing and we got people dividing uh, and shaping. But now we, we don't have, where's the rest? Do we, do we have room for resting? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, where, where, are you doing, where are you doing your, your, your bulk ferment? Do you have, do you need a big proof box? Do you have enough proofing room? Are you even doing that? Are you retarding? I mean, is this, is this, is that the direction you would start look, like mapping out your processes and looking at production rates? Is that something that you would, you would start to look at? Yeah, I think that you have to take control of the independent variables. I mean, when, when you're scaling production, especially, you know, using bread as an example, bread is something that's very, very time dependent. So the entire process has to happen over a set amount of time. And there's certain kind of benchmarks that you have to hit in terms of like the levels of fermentation and, and different, you know, metrics that you use to gauge your production. So that's not necessarily something that scales easily. Because if you have, say, say you have, you know, 50 kilograms of dough, 
that takes a certain amount of time to scale and process. And during that amount of time, the yeast in the dough isn't taking a break. It's still actively, you know, consuming the sugars that are in the flour and it's, you know, producing carbon dioxide and all these different things. So that process doesn't pause just because you now have more dough to process. So you immediately have to try and uh, figure out ways to navigate production so that it maintains its same efficiency, or you have to figure out how to control those different variables like time and temperature in order to maintain the quality of your product. Now, when you're scaling up, um, I would say, I think a key word would be flexibility because mm. perhaps you're used to doing something one way. It's the way you've always done it. It's the, tra let's, in air quotes, we'll call it traditional method. Uh, but now you want to scale up. The business is going well. You've got a bunch of wholesale accounts, and you need to you need to ramp things up. I think having that open mind to say I could still create good product, but I may have to change my process. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that is that I think a flexibility is an important component to the scaling up. I think so. I think especially when you start to get into more mechanized production. You know, when you're still in the realm of, of hand shaping and, and hand forming, you have your hands on the products, so you have the control over that. When you start to step into a more industrial kind of mechanized production, that's when that handmade, hand-touched variable kind of goes away. And that's when you have to start to consider, you know, not necessarily compromises, but adjustments um, that you make to your process and to the product itself in order to be able to scale the production appropriately. Um, I, I have found in my experience that there usually ends up being one key piece of the line that holds people back. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think often in the first steps is usually an oven. There's your oven capacity is just not there. Mm -hmm. uh, where you just, you have all this product sitting around and you just can't bake it fast enough. Uh, you know, have you, have you, in, in the process of scaling up, have you ever sat down and actually done, you know, mathematical calculations or is it very often like, uh, organic kind of process like you slowly scale up and as you slowly scale up you you start to find you know fixes and corrections and and, and modifications um, or is it reverse like you kind of have master plan and and you know I look at numbers and math and science mm -hmm. and, and timing you know is that or is it a hybrid you know and, and what have, what have you seen really is your experience I think my experience has been that it, it usually is a hybrid it's kind of a mixture of those things depending on the situation I think you know we've touched on seasonality in the past and I think that that can have a big effect because there are times where you're going from you know your normal production pars all of a sudden to an elevated level of production and just because you have a short burst of you know seasonality and you have a product that's in demand for a short amount of time you can't necessarily you know kind of construct this elaborate plan to scale your production sometimes it is just like all right we got to figure this out on the fly and figure out ways to scale the production um, quickly and effectively and then there's other times where you know it's a slow kind of organic growth of a business and your pars are kind of close um, your pars are slowly climbing and that gives you a chance to be a bit more methodical about it and kind of putting um, processes in place you know in a more planned way what are some of the you know uh, side effects of, of scaling up uh, of, of ramping up production what you know what are the kind of things that maybe people don't normally consider uh, we just talked about a lot of the major stuff right your choke points mm -hmm. you're you know mechanizing some elements of the production having some flexibility but what are things that that people you know always end up dealing with as a residual effect of that scale up I mean you know uh, the one that comes to mind of course is 
the consistency of your product. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that has to do with your staffing and, and training and maintaining that training because anytime you implement a new product or a new process, you have to train you know your staff to, in order to replicate it to your standards. So I think that that's probably the the number one battle that I've faced is just getting everyone you know on staff on board with the changes and, and the the differences because people tend to not like change very much. They like to come in and do the same thing and they have their processes and their schedule and their routine and getting just getting people to adapt to change can sometimes be difficult. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, I circle back to the equipment side of things. This is my, my experience in the bakery. Sure. So I, what you're speaking of, I've seen um, specifically with addition of new equipment. So you add a new piece of equipment, you have to, now the, the process changes slightly, you're chunking product, uh, you're panning it a certain way, you, your timing is a little off, and there's resistance from the staff mm -hmm. because they're just, you know, Set it and forget it. I know I, I do it this way. I've been doing it this way, you know, and then without the lack of proper training and without the the oversight of whoever is responsible, whether it's the owner, manager, so on and so forth, there's a lot of finger pointing. Oh, this machine doesn't work. This right. this, this is not this is not good for us. Mm -hmm. Where it's not necessary that may not may, may may be the case. That's that can happen for sure. But very often it is just a lack of preparation for that staff being ready to use this equipment being told what changes need to be implemented and also maybe explaining to them you know the value you know what are we getting out of this we're not changing it for the sake of change right. we're changing it for the sake of something some positive some some added value um, again also swinging back around to the equipment thing and talking about consistency I think that's that's one of the things that equipment really bring to the table um, is a consistent output you know you, you're getting the same weight relative weight you're getting the same shape you're getting the same look the same feel if of course there's always the big if if the staff do everything the same same way if your atmosphere your environmental pressures you know all the all the other elements that can affect your product mm -hmm. are being managed that equipment will produce the same thing every day day in day out you know with proper maintenance and so on and so forth but I think that's a that's a piece that um, needs to be understood and, and explained really when you when you're scaling up. So let's let's uh, summarize big takeaways from scaling up. And I think it comes down to people, right? Mm -hmm. That's like the number one thing, getting people on board with what's changing, being properly trained. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think really what, what we see in a lot of bakeries is accountability and ownership, I think is the is the key factor for for employee for basically employees performing well. Is when they when they've taken ownership over their 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 process, they have they have pride in, in the product that they're creating, and they have some sort of accountability. Then I think you kind of have the, all the elements there to to ensure that you know your night your night manager is not sleeping underneath the desk. <laughs> <laughs> is that you know is actually out there on the floor and, and getting stuff done. Yeah, and I think that transcends the baking industry as well. I think that kind of holds true in probably any industry is that having, you know, a sense of accountability and pride and ownership in the work that you do, you're only going to get better results because no one, I, I hope no one wants to go into work and do a bad job at the, you know, the test that they've been given. So, so it is a per perfect world kind of thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other, the other pieces, I guess, is we have, you know, um, we, I, maybe we could go circle back around here on, on consistency. I mean, what, you know, you start scaling up and now, you know, let's say you don't mechanize and mm -hmm. you're just adding people. Um, you know, 
that could be hard if you have now, before you had two or three people doing one process and now you have six people. You know, staying on top of that and, and the training, I think, could be, I mean, that could, that could be a, a real handful, you know. Yeah, I think that there needs to be a concerted effort to maintain quality control, and that is a hands-on effort from upper management. So, you know, you can have people in place that are, you know, doing the day-to-day you know, processing of the ingredients, but you have to have someone who is on the floor making sure that things are being held to standard because oftentimes people will kind of let things slip or they'll take the easy road as opposed to doing things the, you know, the proper way that they've been trained in the past. So having someone actively on the production floor, you know, maintaining the quality, sampling things, testing things, making sure that things are going, you know, according to plan is super duper important. So QC becomes another big, big step of the, the process. Yeah, exactly. All right. I um, think we covered quite a bit of bases there. Uh, Scott, I'd like to thank you for uh, coming on the podcast. My pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for listening. For more, please visit bakersinsight.com. Thank you. Oh!